Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Kitty? Yeah? Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, we need to set a wedding date. Okay. <laughs> Twenty twenty three, Friday the thirteenth of October. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. Hope you're all doing very well. We are now, uh, what date is it? Uh, a couple of, uh, 10 days into October. We've done it. So I think uh, this is going to be the last episode of this batch of episodes that I'm loosely defining as a season. So the end of season two. But don't worry if you were desperately hoping for more episodes of Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing, because I'm definitely not going to leave it five years uh, between seasons this time. I've enjoyed very much coming to uh, this microphone and spitting noises into it and talking to some great writers and great creative people. And yeah, I'm very much looking forward to uh, taking a short break uh, and then coming back with a new set of goals, uh, a new set of people I want to talk to, and, uh, and and go from there. But let's have a quick recap, shall we, of the last three months. As well as talking to some amazing people and getting some great advice, I set myself a few goals, uh, health, professional, financial and relationship goals. So let's have a quick look and see how we did with them. The health goals, we had a 12, free, 12 weeks freeletics course, which is like a an exercise app that tells you what to do, how many sit-ups to do and when to do them that kind of thing. Uh, and we did that, easy peasy. We're now doing another course, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, also, we're supposed to see the chiropractor, but, and it was booked in twice. The first time I had to cancel because I thought I had COVID-related symptoms. I, mean, I didn't think I had them. I had COVID-related symptoms. The test came back negative, but I still wasn't allowed to go and see the chiropractor. The second time I was due to go and see him, uh, I got in the car and went to drive to see the chiropractor, but we had a UK fuel crisis. There was no fuel. No, We had no petrol at the petrol stations, no petrol in my car, so I just couldn't go. So we've had to rebook uh, for later on uh, this month. Uh, but yeah, I'm try- it's in progress, that one. Uh, professional goals, we had launched the other story's best stuff collection. Did that, done that. And as with any book, you've got to constantly promote it. So again, it's in progress, but we did technically do it. The same with Launch the Run Fantastic. 
my bizarro novella that's out into the world getting read getting reviews uh, and weirding people out write more dust and fingers which is the novel project i'm working on i put in brackets twenty thousand words i definitely did that i'm sitting on fifty thousand words now and i'm really enjoying the process at the minute uh, if, if it's actually something that I'm looking forward to every day I'm getting out of bed at 5 in the morning just because I'm super excited to get to work on the novel uh, yeah uh, what else got make a short TOS comic which is the toast comic we've got the 5 pages of art done uh, they took a bit longer than we were hoping for but um, we should be able to get them lettered and hopefully can get them done for uh, get some printed out for the thought bubble it's, it's, we're cutting it very close though to be honest um, prep a kickstarter campaign for another book project I've put a I've put some details onto a um, a template project it's kind of there I'm not sure if this is the road I'm going to go down with it just yet uh, but I'm going to keep working on it and potentially uh, look at doing that campaign next year uh, another goal here, get a paid writing gig. I mean, kind of. Uh, I mean, I got paid. I get I get paid every month for like book royalties and, and uh, for bits and pieces of work. I even got paid a little bit for uh, the game I put out there. You're going to die. Someone gave me some money for it, so that's cool. Uh, so kind of, I didn't really succeed in the goal in the way that I wanted. I was looking for a work for hire gig, but the more I've um, worked on projects this year the more I'm, I don't know if that's quite my end goal really you know I want to work on my own projects and, and find out ways to make them financially successful uh, so that's an ongoing project again uh, so kind of failed but I'm not too fussed about it so what else we got here uh, make a season of Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing we did it this is the last episode of this season. So, yeah. Well done, us. Some financial goals here. I had to pay off a credit card, which, which we did. Um, uh, and some Bitcoin-related financial stuff here. Uh, which I did accomplish. Basically just moving stuff out of Bitcoin into into more a more stable investment uh, pot, let's call it. Like an index fund, if you're interested. Uh, okay, so what else? Relationship, set wedding date, which you may have heard from the start of this episode, uh, is set in for Friday the 13th of October 2023, which is so far away, but will probably come by extremely quickly. Big Christmas with the family. That's hopefully that's going to be for the end of this year. And book a holiday, which I have not done. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really want to get a holiday at some point. Which leads on to quarter four. So if you're interested, this is what I've set for myself for the next uh, three months. Uh, health goals, another 12 weeks of this exercise program. Um, a, a healthy lunch four times a week and have a specific thing in mind for these healthy lunches. Um See chiropractor. Got to actually finally see him. Uh, professional goals: finish the, finish a complete 
draft of Dust and Fingers. And when I say this, I mean the kind of draft that I would be happy for, for people to read. Uh, and I'm enjoying it so far, so let's let's see how we go with that. Uh, Finish Fingers, which is an anthology I'm helping put together. Uh, that's most of the way there, to be honest. Finish Toast, the comic book. Thought Bubble Convention. Go to Thought Bubble. Enjoy it. Meet some people. Sell some books. Uh, the Hawk and Cleaver Patreon pledge drive. We're doing a whole new thing for our Hawk and Cleaver Patreon account. Uh, merch. New rewards. That kind of thing. Um, really excited about that. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, also, cool goal here. One to five million in audio. And what I'm referring to there is I have a short creative memoir called One to Five Million, which is a book that I wrote detailing my five-year journey from uh, the first podcast I made and the first download I got all the way to um, when we did the Other Stories podcast and, and we got to five million downloads. We're, we're coming up to nine million now. Uh, but I want to make an audiobook or a podcast, some sort of audio version of that book. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that one. Financial goals. Buy a bed. We had to buy a bed yesterday because well because the one we have at the minute is breaking my back. <laughs> so we bought a bed. Yeah. And relationship goals here, Christmas with the family. Okay, so let's um move on to QA. I asked you guys if you had any questions about any questions you wanted to ask me and uh, we've got a few here so let's have a look Troy said hey mate hope you're doing well my question is when you get an idea for a story out for a run at work or whatever what makes a decision making whether or not an idea becomes a novel novella short story or epic book and where do you start to set your focus um So I'm a lot of times actually I just start with a short story in mind regardless uh, of how it will end up. It will always start as some kind of short story like a sketch, an interesting character idea or an interesting quirky idea for uh, like a what if scenario. Oh, what if uh, a person found out his cheese had come to life? That sounds ridiculous. But that, that's kind of like where my head is at initially. And it always kind of comes out in a kind of 2,000 word short story burst. And I do a lot of those. What I'll find is some of the ideas just won't leave me. So I'll have a 2,000 word short story and there'll be a concept in there that just will not leave me and will kind of percolate in my brain and will quite oftentimes grow and grow and grow until I've got what I think is... Um, a novella's worth, uh, or, or or novels worth, uh, and I just that's kind of have to follow my interests. Really, I've tried to force projects into novels before, and it didn't really work. Uh, so I just have to lots of sketches, lots of quick ideas with the short stories, and then the ones that want to be turned into something longer, just letting letting the letting the stories decide whether they want to be longer or not. I used to write a lot from middle school to high school. I wrote what is now Bizarro. Do you have any ideas, any tips to get started getting ideas to the paper? Um, yeah, 
I would say just write some flash fiction. So if you've got an idea for a story, write like a 500-word short story. Don't worry about grammar or, or anything initially. Just and use like your notes app, a very basic text app or, or just a piece of paper. And just get down the, the, the very, very core of the idea and just enjoy it. Uh, just um, do lots of that. Eventually you'll find that you'll want to start writing something a little bit longer or you'll start wanting to explore the ideas a bit more. Uh, yeah, so just get get something down, get into the habit of getting stories down onto the page uh, and then the habit will just naturally grow and, and solidify and you'll start to find that if you don't write something down you'll start to feel a bit weird about yourself. Uh, it's quite addictive to be honest. Anyway, keep up the great work with all your creativity. The Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing, your friend, Troy. Thanks, Troy. Great to hear from you. And great to hear that you're going to be writing some more. A few questions here from Carolyn O'Brien. Uh, my question for you is, do you have a day job? And if so, how much time do you spend writing? I do have a day job. I work... Uh, I quite like my day job most of the time. Um, I went to university to study kind of like media technology and I've somehow found myself as a job as a kind of um, technical engineer for uh, film and TV sort of I mean it's basically just like tech support uh, but for uh, creative uh, businesses so you know design businesses uh, film and TV studios broadcast studios I enjoy it to be honest it's not probably want to it's not what I want to spend my life doing, but uh, out of any job I've had before, it's uh, it's really fun, really technical, really really challenging, and um, and I love the people I work with. And so, how much time do you spend writing? I probably spend at the minute an hour a day. Uh, I'd love to do maybe two hours a day if I had more time, but I'm also essentially running helping to run a small business with Hawk and Cleaver that takes me um, I'd say probably half an hour an hour into a day as well um, and then you know there's the, the, the family stuff and uh, whatever other projects I've got going so learning learning how to make games or uh, bits of everything I mean the thing is I, I always have to get that hour of writing in every single day uh, in the same way that I have to go to, to work every single day. I think the end goal would be, it would be very nice to make a nice income from from writing. but Or at least make an income from doing cool, creative stuff. Which is where my heart really lies. But it's an ongoing project, it's a long journey. And I'm just enjoying myself as uh, as I go. Okay, another question from Carolyn here. Uh, the question for the massive. When I have an idea or theme that I want to write about, I begin my story by writing a few sentences describing how the story will start and how it will end. Over time, I add details to that single paragraph, so I suppose I write by the seat of the pants, seat of my pants. So I don't know if that's much of a question other than a statement, uh, but it, or, or a tip, but it's a very good tip. I do like that. I always like quite... I always like knowing where the story is going to end, to be honest. I like knowing where it's going to end, and I like to 
if we're talking about short stories, I like knowing where it's going to end. And I like to start as, as late as possible into the story. Sometimes I even start at the end and step back uh, maybe a few moments and then work back up to that ending again, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that, that's a great way to go because if you don't know your ending, you can find yourself writing loads of nonsense and sort of dilly-dallying around an idea and not really going anywhere, not not having an ending. And then your story just have, doesn't have any proportion to it at all and becomes a very boring read for the reader or the listener. So, yeah, having an ending in mind is 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 a great idea, a great tip, uh, and something I recommend for all writers to take to heart. Do you have any advice on how to tell a person I am collaborating with on a story that I don't like what they wrote? Uh, I've done a fair bit of collaboration in my days, and I would say that it is difficult. I mean... I guess it really depends on the relationship and the trust that you've built up already. Uh, I would definitely not just go to a person and say, "This is this is bad." <laughs> definitely don't say that because you're going to hurt their feelings and and their creative spirit. Um, what I found in my collaborative pro- uh, projects was uh, we would whoever I was collaborating with we would take it in turns on drafts. So I would write a draft, they would write a draft, and then I would and I would write a draft and, and back and forth until we were both happy with it, what I would find is I would just cut out whatever bits that I didn't like of this other draft uh, and then rewrite them through for a different perspective or, or the way I see them to, uh, to be. Uh, and then if when they did their next draft, that idea, that bit of prose, whatever, found its way back in, I would just have to understand that they they particularly liked that aspect and maybe I'm in the wrong so I'll just leave it in at that point because I mean I mean given that it is a collaborative project you have to uh, embrace that that give and take of the project you have to accept that you're going to win some battles and you're going to lose other battles and that's completely fine the, the same on the other end as well sometimes I would find a bit that I particularly liked writing that I thought was pretty great was just not in the, the draft that I got back and then I and I would put it back in if it was I mean if it's something good that I feel quite strongly about I would just put it back in and eventually there's, as we're passing the drafts back and forth between each other we'll start to settle on a happy middle ground between us but that's just the way that that project was set up that kind of tennis match uh, way of writing a book. Um, if you've got it set up so in, in the way that you're offering feedback, okay, here's here's the best way to offer someone constructive criticism. Tell start by telling them everything you loved about their writing or their draft, and really go to town on on how much you liked it, even over-embellish it. Just tell them, oh, oh that, that bit in the story was fantastic. I really, I don't, I didn't see that coming. How you how you did that bit of prose was excellent. Um, and then after a little bit of that, like uh, five minutes of telling them how, how amazing they are, say 
I did really enjoy it, but there is a couple of things that I would personally like to change. Um, and again, it's a collaborative project, so if they adamantly want to keep that in, you kind of have to uh, choose your battles and, and give them a, give them a couple of wins along the way. Um, but then you say, so you butted them up and then tell them, but there's a couple of things I'd like to change. Here's my suggestion of how we could do this slightly differently uh, or... I, I don't think you're quite getting um, uh, this grammar aspect completely right. Here's how it should be. Um, and hopefully they've been buttered up enough by that point that the constructive criticism um, goes down a lot easier. Okay, next question here. Uh, do you, how do you keep up with your social media? Um, this is an interesting one because I always feel like I don't. I always feel like I'm I'm not uh, keeping up with it at all. Um, I actually go through bursts, so sometimes I go for a week where I'm just happily tweeting lots of um, fun little jokes or, or or pictures of my dog, and then for maybe a month or two at a time, I will just go silent and and do other things. And I think I've I've become very comfortable with that. I don't think social media particularly sells books if that's what you're looking to use it for. Uh, I think it's very nice to use to to meet cool people. I like the the Facebook groups that um, that we set up, the Horror Hangout uh, Facebook group and the Hawk and Cleaver Facebook group, just because I like to uh, talk to talk to cool people. Um, I, I'm not using. I, I understand that a lot of creators try to use social media in a, in a marketing way. And I guess, I guess I, I'm not that interested in that at, at the minute. Anyway, that may change. I like to dip, jump onto Instagram because I like to uh, see what people are up to, but also I like to use it as a journal for myself. I like to show uh, show pictures of my dog and and cat and uh, and maybe books I'm reading or, or films I'm watching. Uh, and I like to every now and again flick back through my history on my Instagram, Instagram and see who I was five years ago. It's um, that's the way I like to use use it. Um, I think a lot of people do like to say that social media sells uh, books or or creative work, and I just don't know if it really does as much as they say. Um, So, I mean, for me personally, I'm just using social media as um, as a social hangout. That's that's just to keep up to keep up with friends, you know, uh, see how people are getting on and, and what they're up to. Uh, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm maybe the reason I don't sell many, <laughs> maybe the reason I don't sell many books or, or whatever is because I don't engage with social media in that way. <laughs> But we'll we'll see. Maybe in in the new year. Maybe when I get this book, Dustin Fingers done, I'll, I'll start looking at social media in a, in a in a different light. But I do not know about that. And the last question then: Do you have a bucket list? Hmm. Do I have a bucket list? I don't know. Um. I have. Um. I guess like ex- experiences and. Uh, feelings that I'm forever working towards 
I don't know if I have like a list, like go skydiving or uh, I don't know what the people have on their bucket lists. Get a fantastic suit. Go get a, a gourmet Michelin star dinner in, in London. Uh, actually, no, I've got like a, a, a few things I do want to do. I want to run a marathon at some point. Um, I want to... I have this weird vision in my mind. I want to drive across the Californian coast in a soft up car whilst drinking a can of Coke on a really hot day. I don't know why. It's just always been in my head of something of something I want to do. Climb Mount Kilimanjaro with my dad. That would be fun. Um, yeah, I don't know if I... I mean, only those kind of come to mind. Um... The rest of the time I just find myself thinking I just want to uh, enjoy my time. I want to always be working on... uh, I always want to be telling stories that are loved and enjoyed all over the world. That's kind of the thing that gets me up in the morning. And um, I want to have many fun experiences with my fiancé, future wife, and our... uh, and our dog and our cat and I want to get more dogs and I want to enjoy my time with family and I want to put out work that I'm extremely proud of and and I want to engage with audiences all over the world and and build a creative uh, family as, as I go and yeah and run a marathon at some point Yeah, what about you? That'd be that that interesting to hear other people's bucket lists. Okay, but that's that's uh, that's it. The end of season two of Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing. It's been a long time coming, and I'm so glad I came back to to restart this podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. So that's all from me for now. Uh, remember to head over to lukecondor.com join the newsletter and get a free book of short stories Uh, go check out my books and games and films check out my other podcasts I'm going to go work on my book and have a great time with my uh, my dog and take over a walk so have a great week have a great few weeks and I'll talk to you soon until next time Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>